Hey guys, welcome to episode 13 of the George Jitsu Podcast. I'm your host, G. Today I'm going to go and head and take a look at this weekend's UFC Fight Night Vegas 50, Santos versus Ankalev. Um, I almost skipped doing these fights because there's one of two things that are happening tomorrow for me. And it's either I'm, I'm competing in an exhibition at New Line Cage Fighting, which uh, for those of you that would be interested, they do have a pay-per-view link. Uh, it'll be on newlinecagefighting.com. Or we have the potential for a winter storm here. And, you know, if that happens, then I'm going to keep my happy ass at home. And then I'll get to actually watch the fights and be able to, uh, to uh, have a little bit more in my recap. So I always like to put a little short of sorts. Man, I can't believe I said short of sorts. But uh, I like to do that at the beginning of these UFC episodes. It kind of breaks up the monotony of my rambling about the fighters and their statistics and things and who I, who I think is going to win. Um, you know, But sadly, every episode that I've been working on or planning currently is, is a full episode by itself without putting a UFC at the end of it. I mean, and that's great for content. But frustrating when I'm trying to, uh, you know, keep my episode times down to a reasonable or manageable length of time. And I know everyone's probably thinking, damn, is he really going to spend his time bitching about the length of his own episodes? Not at all. I know we all have things that grind our gears or drive us crazy, whether it be in life or jujitsu or that coworker that doesn't do shit or whatever. For me, when it comes to jujitsu, and since we're you know going to stay within the confines of the topics that I go over on my podcast, uh, it's the term jits. I mean, I don't know what it is when it comes to using this shorthand for jujitsu, but it drives me absolutely crazy. The first time I heard it, I thought someone had said jizz, and I was like, that's fucking gross. You know, ever since, I guess I've kind of correlated those two terms together. But, uh, you know, it just drives me insane to hear, man, let's go to JITS. Or, hey, how's your JITS going? Or this, that, or the other, man. Just say jujitsu. It doesn't take you but a second longer, and it sounds so much better. Um, You know, uh, I think I mentioned the other day that, that my wife had ordered us mystery geese from fightersmarket.com and... And, and I planned on doing an unboxing uh, short, essentially, by itself. And, well, I didn't get to do that. She was out of town when they arrived, and she made me video message her and, and essentially do the, the unboxing on video with her, which was fine. We got to look at them and, and laugh and be dorks and whatever. But uh, she also got us mystery T-shirts also. So what we got was... Um, I got a Ronin Onibushi unbleached gi. And it's pretty slick looking gi. Um, she got a Maeda Kayo black. It's pretty cool. And then we each got Choke, Repu- Choke Republic t-shirts. Um, man, when they get them back in, I would suggest anybody do it. It's a hell of a deal. Uh, so for just a little over $100, we got around $370 worth of stuff. That's pretty badass in my book. Like I mentioned here in Southern West Virginia, we have the potential for a winter storm tonight and into tomorrow. And that could drastically change what uh, my plans for the weekend are, for what my plans for tomorrow are. Uh, currently, 
my wife is going to take me to a yoga class in the morning, go ahead and get nice and warm and stretched out. And then tomorrow evening, I'm going to do a jujitsu exhibition again, like I said, at, at New Line Cage Fighting, unless the weather keeps us here. And then I'm going to watch the UFC and hunker down and, and stay away from where it's too people-y and people are being stupid on the roads and whatever. Um, the guy I'm supposed to compete against is Zach Wilds. Uh, he is 1-0 against me. He beat me in overtime at the uh, WVGO event in November in a no-gi match. It, it was a really good match. Um, he's super patient. He's uh, He grapples extremely intelligently. You know, you can't really make him make mistakes. I, I got him to fuck up at one point, and I almost caught him in a leg lock, but he was able to worm out of it really quickly. Um, I kind of feel like for me to change that result and be successful tomorrow, I need to push the pace and, and really make him work. Um, excuse me. The fact that it's in a cage also is to my advantage having 20 MMA fights. You know, if I can press him to the cage, I should be able to use the cage to assist in my takedown attempts. You know, like I said, you know, if the match does happen, expect a recap of the match along with the results from the UFC Fight Night Vegas 50 that I'll do on Sunday. If it doesn't happen, then then I'll have to come up with some sort of a short to put before the recaps. Um, if anybody listens to this and has a suggestion for something that I can do as a short, let me know, please. UFC Fight Night Vegas 50 is going to happen tomorrow from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, the prelims are going to be on ESPN+. Plus. I believe the main card is also. The, the prelims start at 4 p.m. The first card fight of the night is going to be a light heavyweight fight. It's going to be between Tafan, Nyakui, and Azmat Mirzakhanov. Um... Tafan is 6-1, has four knockouts. He's 2-1 in the UFC, so he's almost fought his entire fight in the UFC, and he won his last fight by unanimous decision. Um, Azmat Mirzakhanov is 10-0. He has seven knockouts and one submission. He is in his uh, making his UFC debut. Uh, he won his last fight on the Contender Series with a TKO from strikes in round one. Um, they have... Mirzakhanov as a minus 145 favorite, and that is who I'm taking to win this fight. Um, the next fight is at Bantamweight. It is between Chris Montino and Guido Canetti. Um, Montino is 9-5. and five. He has three knockouts and one submission on his record. He's 0-1 in his UFC career, and he lost his debut to Sean O'Malley. By TKO punches round three. Uh, Kennedy is eight and seven. He has three knockouts and three submissions. He's two and five in the UFC. And he's on a three fight losing streak. And he lost his last fight via split decision. Uh, I don't see many eight and eight fighters getting a chance to stay around in the UFC, especially when they're on a four fight losing streak. So I'm going to go with Martino on that fight. He's also a minus 140 favorite. Uh, the next fight is a middleweight fight. It's between Doucha Lugambula and Cody Brundage. Uh, Lugambula is 11-3. He has five knockouts and one submission on his record. 
uh, out of his 11 wins. He is 2-2 two and two in the UFC, and he lost his last fight by a unanimous decision. Uh, Brundage is 6-2. and two. He has three knockouts and two submissions out of his six wins. He's 0-1 in the UFC, and he lost his debut via unanimous decision. Um, I mean, both of these guys have finishes outside of the UFC, but it looks like if it's a grinding fight that it might be uh, kind of the kind of fight that could end in a draw. But uh, I'm going to go with the, the, the betting line favorite, Lou Gambula, to, make, to get the win in that fight. Uh, the next fight is a women's flyweight fight. It's between Sabina Muzo and Miranda Maverick. Muzo is 9-3. She has two knockouts and one submission on her record uh, out of her nine wins. She's 3-3 three three in the UFC. She's on a two-fight losing streak, and she lost her last fight via rear naked choke in the third round. Uh, Miranda Maverick is 11-3, has one knockout, six submissions in her career. Uh, she is two and two in the UFC, and she has a. She's actually on a two fight losing streak, also, and she lost her last fight via unanimous decision. It should also be noted that Maverick looks like she's about five years old in her pictures on the UFC website. Um, there's a big line on this one. They have Maverick listed as a minus two eighty favorite, and that's who I'm taking over the plus two twenty five dog of Muzo. Guys, sorry about that ringing. I, you know, I, I, I try and get these things done as best as I can when I have time. And sometimes I'm sitting at work and phone will ring at times. But um, the next fight on the prelims. And by the way, there's a ton of fights on these prelims. What is it, like nine, two, three, four, eight fights on the prelims. Wow. But uh, the next fight is Damon Jackson versus Kamula Kirk. Uh, Damon Jackson is 19-4, and 19-4-1, that is. He has three knockouts and 17 submissions on his record, and he's 2-1 and one in the UFC. But he won his last fight via unanimous decision. And now that I look at it, it says he has three knockouts and 17 submissions, but 19 wins. That math doesn't add up. He's got more uh, finishes than he's got fights won. Anyway, that's off the UFC website. That's where I got that information. Uh, Kirk is 12 and four, six submissions and four knockouts, one and oh in the UFC. He's on a three fight winning streak and he won his last fight via unanimous decision in the UFC. Um, and this fight, I'm going to go with, uh, Jackson. This is a, there's no money line on that fight. It's a, it's a pick em. I'm going to go with the guy that's been in the UFC a little bit longer in, uh, Damon Jackson. Uh, the next fight is at Bantamweight. It's also a money line fight. There are three money line fights in the undercard. So, I mean, you know, pick them fights, that is. Um, this next fight at Bantamweight is between Trevin Jones and Javid Basharet. Uh, Jones is seven, or 13 and 7 with one no contest. He has three knockouts and four submissions on his record. He is 1-1 one one with one no contest in the UFC, and he lost his last fight via guillotine choke in the third round. Basharat is 11-0. He has five knockouts and six submissions on his record out of his 11 wins, so he has all finishes in his career. He won his last fight on the Contender Series via guillotine choke in round three. Um, I'm going to go with Basharat. And, man, it's almost like it's meant for him to catch Jones in a rear naked choke, or excuse me, in a guillotine choke in the third round of this fight. Um, the, the, the next fight 
is a flyweight fight, a women's flyweight fight, and it's between J.J. Aldrich and Gillian Robertson. Uh, Aldrich is 10-4, and four, has two knockouts on her record. She's 6-3 and three in the UFC. She's on a two-fight winning streak, and she won her last fight via unanimous decision. She wins a lot of decisions. She has eight decision victories in her career. Robertson is 10-6. and six. She has one knockout and seven submissions out of her 10 wins. She's 7-4 and four in the UFC, and she won her last fight via rear naked choke in the first round. Uh, in that fight, I'm going to go with Robertson. I, I just think that, you know, a finisher is going to have a whole lot more opportunities than someone that has to grind everything out to a decision. Um, and now the featured fight on the uh, prelims is at welterweight, and it's between Matthew Shellemsberger and A.J. Fletcher. Uh, this is another pick em fight. Shellemsberger is 9-3. and three. He has seven knockouts and one submission on his record. He's 3-1 and one in the UFC, and he won his last fight via TKO, 15 seconds of the first round. Um, Fletcher is 9-0. He has four knockouts and four submissions out of his nine victories, so he's pretty balanced. Uh, this is his UFC debut, and he won his last fight in the Contender Series via flying knee in the very first round. Um, in this fight, I'm going to go with the undefeated uh, debuting fighter, A.J. Fletcher. Before we get into the main card, I want to mention real quickly that um, for the second week in a row, every fighter made weight. Um, that's really good. I, I like the fact that everyone is taking care of their responsibilities as a professional and coming in on weight. That just means, in my eyes, that all the fights are going to be top-notch fights and everyone is going to be uh, at, the, at their peak physical condition and be able to put on a show for the fans tomorrow night. <laughs> 